to the mountain. Hey, it's Brett here to inspire you to connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth on a daily basis, naturally. Hey, it is good to have you here as always, as we connect not only with nature, but with each other for mindfulness and personal growth on this path of seeking to cultivate different components of well-being. Today we want to talk about self-mastery. One of my newly discovered favorite authors right now is a guy by the name of Ryan Holiday. He's a modern-day thinker, and he's a philosopher. Uh, he has studied and teaches on Stoicism, and his works are just fascinating. I just finished a book by him called Stillness is the Key. Got to check it out. Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. I highly, highly recommend it. You're going to enjoy it. He points out that Stoicism can be broken down into one main component, one thought, and that is that we can't control everything that happens in the world, but we can control our reaction or our response to it. Very powerful concept. We, we are not in control of what is happening in the events around us, but we control our thoughts and our responses towards them. The ancient philosopher, teacher, and Stoic Epictetus put it a little differently. He said, happiness and freedom begin with a clear understanding of one principle. Some things are within our control and some things are not. And it takes wisdom and the habit of thoughtful effort to discern the difference. So the things that are within our control are simple and few, but powerful. We can control our own opinions and behaviors, basically our response to outside events and stimuli, our aspirations and our desires, and the things that repel us. Epictetus goes on to say, it is only after you have faced up to this fundamental rule and learned to distinguish between what you can and can't control that inner tranquility and outer effectiveness become possible. I think most of us are familiar with the AA serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Serenity, courage, and wisdom three powerful and effective self-mastery tools we can all learn to use to sharpen and apply to every area of our lives. If you were a person who could practice living this prayer from moment to moment to moment, you would be an extraordinarily wise and happy person who has attained self-mastery. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to control your tongue, or even start a business, self-mastery is the key. And believe me, I know this is no easy feat. Thomas A. Kempis asks, who is forced to struggle more than he who tries to master himself? And then he goes on to assert, This ought to be our purpose, then, to conquer oneself, to become stronger each day, and to advance in virtue. I like that term, advance in virtue. I mentioned the ancient Stoics, men like Epictetus, Seneca, and Marcus Aurelius. These extraordinary human beings grasped this concept and lived it in their daily lives. They knew and understood what it meant to struggle. They were warriors of the mind versus librarians of the mind, as Brian Johnson says. They were super engaged in their society and dealt with struggles and challenges beyond what most of us have to face. The Stoic Epictetus was born a slave and at a very young age had his leg broken by his master, purposefully. He remained crippled for life and obtained his freedom somewhere in his 20s or 30s after the death of Nero. He acquired a passion for philosophy and received permission from his master to study under the esteemed Roman philosopher Musonius Rufus. Now Epictetus lived a life of great simplicity and eventually founded a Greek school of philosophy. 
It was a strenuous curriculum, more like a gymnasium of the mind than an exercise in rhetorical studies. Interesting side note, the ancient Stoics actually despised rhetorics versus the practical application of their teachings and philosophy. Anyway, back to Epictetus. He was a huge influence on Marcus Aurelius, you may have heard of, who went on to become the emperor of Rome. And he was a highly influential Stoic philosopher in his own right. During turbulent times, Aurelius ruled with wisdom and justice. His philosophical work, Meditations, is still studied by philosophers all over the world today. You can get it in your local library or at Barnes & Noble, in fact. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Another Stoic of the time, Seneca, was a Roman statesman, playwright, and advisor to the Roman Emperor Nero. You've probably heard these names at one point or another in your life, especially if you studied any kind of philosophy or ancient wisdom or Stoicism in school. So, what significance do these ancient, outdated sages and Stoics have to do with you and me today? Well, all three that we mentioned were deeply involved as leaders in their community and culture. They experienced, felt, and understood the day-to-day -day outer struggles and the challenges of dealing with difficult people and situations, as well as the inner battles in opposition to achieving personal self-mastery, much like you and I do today. And all three understood the importance of living in harmony and balance with nature. They lived what they taught. Epictetus and Seneca were banished from Rome for their influential teachings and beliefs, and Seneca was later forced by Nero to take his own life. Hardcore stuff. So why in the world would we want to study and emulate them? Well, they personally grasped and taught the timeless secrets of self-mastery that you and I can apply to live a richer, happier, and more fulfilling life day to day right now. They were all intently pursuing becoming the best version of themselves. Now today we're just scratching the surface of attaining the virtue of self-mastery to cultivate in our personal garden of well-being like we've been doing in this series. There's so much more we can cover in upcoming episodes that'll be helpful in our practices, such as developing habits that will help us overcome the obstacles that get in the way of our personal best, another aspect of self-mastery. So in today's meditation, let's just keep in mind that we want to focus on becoming a warrior of the mind versus a librarian of the mind. This means we approach it with an earnestness and intensity of a warrior who will put these principles into practice, not just as students of philosophy, but at the same time, do it with a palm up, light hearted acceptance of what is. So if you're ready, let's begin. I invite you to sit up straight in your chair, feet firmly planted on the floor if you can, put your hands in or on your lap, palms up, palms down, doesn't matter and take in a deep, deep cleansing breath. Hold it and release. Let's try that again. Deep in-breath, hold at the top of your head, and then release. And as you release, just totally relax. As you focus on your breath today, remember that it's just a practice in following your breath. You're not here to control your breath, merely to observe it. And herein lies the practice of self-mastery. See if you can stay with your breath today.
welcome back. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. I hope this provided you with some much needed silence and purposeful stillness today as you quiet your heart and your thoughts and mind and focus on self-mastery and becoming the best version of yourself. It's widely thought that Lao Tzu is the one who said, he who controls others may be powerful, but he who masters himself is mightier still. What a great thing to aspire to, to master ourselves. Thanks so much for being with us here today. The gift of your time is an incredible one and I don't take it for granted. It's always good being with you. If you're enjoying our time together and find it of value, you might share with some, someone else you know that it's on the same journey. Love to have them along. And please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts as well. Thanks so much for doing that. And remember, life is a gift. Nature's a gift. And you are a gift back to the world. See you back here soon.